return in your homework. <laughs> this, uh, this is it. This is it. We're doing it right now in episode 181. I, it blows me away wow. to uh, say that. 181 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host, who's very thankful to have this gig. And uh, this is Acme Comedy's official podcast. I am here with, oh, I should say thank you, Circle of Heat, as always. Let us play your music there. I'm here with someone who is here. I have it written down. Episode 102. Time has been flying, <laughs> man. Right. That was June 11th. And this is 181? One, we've gone from 102 uh on june 11th 2014 to 181 on december 30th 2015 so it's a fit. kermit there's, there's nothing we can talk about there's not there's yeah no right. topics left no uh-uh right. i'm sorry Pio is here everyone i interrupted my own name i Thank know you, you did take two uh, kermit Pio is here <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me i appreciate it hell yes and sorry for messing up your intro that, that's that's fine at least i pronounced your name correctly i'm i you hope do. you don't remember but i screwed it up last time I did not remember that. Yeah, well, I did. No, that's fine. You know what? It's four letters, uh, three of them vowels. So, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like there's it's only your, one consonant in the whole thing. It's not <laughs> – I understand, man. I don't and, – and really, you can't you can't travel the country and go, how come you can't pronounce Hawaiian words? You know, like that's unfair. You know what yeah. I just realized is you – your last name and uh, Kent Herbeck, if you put those together, you would have enough consonant <laughs> vowels to make a normal last name. That is, it would make the perfect last name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because he's got, <laughs> Herbeck has three consonants in a row, which you never see. That's funny. Yeah. And you have three vowels in a row. Wow, I or, have one consonant. Three, three out of four. So there you go. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Work on that. <laughs> so uh, it is, we just got done with Christmas. It's New Year's. You're here for the New Year's Eve show. Yes. It's uh, Wednesday. So you did a show last night. Showing great, and uh, and I'm really excited to be here New Year's Eve. Not just because this is one of my favorite clubs in the country, but also because I'm 48 and I'm going to be up past midnight. <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm going to periscope it, man. This is this is like skydiving for a 48 year old. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going to happen. Some five hour energy or something. Uh, 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 oh, hey, you, hey, hey, buddy, I'm in my 40s as well, and uh, yeah. Um, Mid- I was just telling somebody yesterday, because I do have plans. I never, ever, ever. It's been years. It's probably been a decade. I was telling someone it's been a decade since I've gone out on New Year's Eve. I actually wow. have plans to go out tomorrow night. Right, for- right. And, uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, why haven't I been going out? It's because I don't – I kind of like just staying home. So this is – Yeah, it's, a- it's it's nice. And plus, too, you know, when I'm at work, I'm out, right? And when I'm at work, I'm at, I'm at a club or I'm doing something in the evening. So, yeah. So when I am home, I do like being home. And then it, it makes me on the outside look really boring because, uh, hey, what are you going to do tonight? I'm going I'm to stay home yeah. and with my kids and watch TV or something. You know, it's really – but but you're right. It, it, it is it – is, I kind of want to do that. Now. Yeah. And when I was talking about it yesterday, someone who wasn't even part of the conversation, someone I don't even know, I, I'm going, yeah, we're going to go uh, out downtown Minneapolis and we're probably, you know, I, uh, I live in St. Paul. My friends who are coming with live in St. Paul. That's a, that could be a long drive sure. that time of night, especially if all four are drinking, which right, we're probably right. going to. So we talked about taking the uh, light rail. And uh, this guy out of nowhere, that's not even the conversation, goes, amateur night. (laughs) Listen, dick. All right. I I think I'm doing the opposite. I'm actually doing a veteran move right here. Yes. Right. There's nothing amateur about that. But that's the beauty. You get to a, you get to a point in your life where it's okay if I'm doing it the amateur way or the dorky way or whatever, because 
and, and you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, you don't have to be a certain thing. Like I can go out and party and then, and then figure out sensible transportation. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh-huh. I, I, you know what I mean? I, yeah. When, when uh, I, I have kids to raise, I uh-huh. don't want to, I don't want to not be there for them because I'm, you know, because I want to be cool. Right. 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 So yeah. yeah, I agree with you, man. Light, <laughs> light rail, Uber, whatever you yeah. gotta do. I, I, I'm a dad. We're the cool factors. <laughs> long. <laughs> <They're> gone. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> I'm wearing wool socks with shorts. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, (laughs) whatever. I don't don't mind. Um, but I was saying, so like the last time you were here, uh, doing, uh, Acme, a week at Acme and the podcast, it was June, which means it was 80 degrees. Yes. Today's 24. Yes. A little different. It's, it's very, very different. And, uh, and uh, I'll tell you, man, when you step off that plane and you hit that jetway of truth, you know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> yeah. There is no transition on that jetway. The no. jetway lets you know where you are. Yeah, just enough of that cold air shoots yeah. in. Yeah, last time I was here, they had those 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 uh, public bike rental things. Oh, right. That was yeah. great. So I took it and I rode down the river uh, for miles and had a great time and everything. And I'm not leaving the hotel this this, this trip, no, no. man. <laughs> I saw that you uh, you put out a picture on social media of the pool over there at the hotel. Yeah, the hotel is an outdoor pool, which outdoor. is hilarious. Like to have one here is is so funny yeah i mean either they designed the hotel in in uh in june or they or they just have a great sense of humor right hey we have a pool three months a year you can use it it doesn't really make sense yeah it's a great picture because it literally is snowed over like, uh-huh. you, you see a, a little rectangle in the snow uh-huh. but it's still snow on that too still there <laughs> yeah, they don't have to put a sign that says closed no no the they... whole thing says closed <laughs> yeah that's right minnesota says closed uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely i uh boy there's so many things i have written down here that that I want to talk to you about it. Where do I want to start? Uh, geez. Let's start. You know what? Let's start because this goes back to a little bit like uh, almost a year ago now. You're Seattle Seahawks. I know you're a Seahawks fan. Yeah. And uh, the last time we were here, we were talking about a Super Bowl championship. And then right, last year. Right. And then there was last year. Which... I, I just want to know uh, where did you watch the game? Last year's Super Bowl. I watched it at home. You watched it at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I kind of, I kind of, we had done the uh, went to people's houses the year before, and that was great. It was great to celebrate because it was such a amazing. You know, as a Seattle fan, you never think those things are going to happen, right? You never a Super Bowl in Seattle. It's the most bizarre thing, right? And so it was great. But then this this, this last year, I kind of thought I, my son and I love talking about football. My son is a huge. He's ten years old, huge football fan, and so I just kind of thought it'd be nice to just be able to sort of be at your own house and and not talk. Just watch a game for a while and concentrate or, yeah. or, you know, just chat with my son about something, right? And, and, and so we just stayed at home and, uh, and which was nice right up until the end. It was a very nice day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ha- and, who had to console who at that when? Uh... Oh man, I was a mess. I, I really, I walked into another room to swear and I, I was, I was, so and did I, your son. And I, yeah, he was, he was, he was bummed. He really teared up more than, like, oh, I was no. angry because, yeah, just because of the, the logistics, like all the bad decisions, not just in that last play, but, uh, I guess it wasn't the last play, but, you know, the play we all know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just the time management to that. The yeah. time management is what put them in that position. They, they, they just made so many mistakes. And, and so I was just angry. And, uh, and he, and my son was just sad. He was tearing. It was a really tough thing. That whole city, man, it was really, you know, and, and and you kind of you kind of try and do that. Well, we got one last year, and we rarely do teams go two years in a row. Uh-huh. And, you know, you had to, but man, it hurt. Yeah, it was a tough. It was one. right there. You had it. It yeah. was right there. And and you know, when it comes down to the big picture, it comes down to um, 
the year before the defense, the defense defensive backs, they were all healthy. And so they were they were just jumping on routes, right? Denver Denver got a lot of runs after catch, and 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 uh, and and the defense the DBs are right on it. And then against the Patriots, the DBs just weren't, you know, they, they were they, they were getting those like Brady throws at eight yards, and it turns into a seventeen yard play, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we're totally boring the podcast audience, but anyway, so uh, so yeah, we all went through our old citywide therapy and tried to get through it. And I have one more question about it though. The, uh, okay, you you mentioned your son, and I. How about your wife and daughter? How do they? Where are they when you guys sit there and watch the game? They were just concerned about us. They, 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 they are these two going to be okay? Yeah, they, they take yeah, on they, the nurturing. Uh, it, it was tough, but for everybody. But yeah, I think they were more just worried about us. Man, are they ever going to get over this? <laughs> I hear you. Um, well, you know, you know, I'm a Vikings fan, so I at least you have one. <laughs> <laughs> you can always hang your your helmet on that. Uh, what's what's your history of doing uh, New Year's shows? Do you uh, hum, do you like working on New Year's Eve? I do. I I, I do like. I haven't done um, too many of them recently. I, last year I was off. Uh, the year before I just did a little guest set at a show in Seattle, but I was home by ten. Okay. Um, so I haven't done this kind of thing in a few years. Uh, I do like it. The it, it can be you know people. It's a little different people drinking more than they probably would mm-hmm. so you're not you're not you're not doing a lot of the dry humor and the you know the subtle stuff yeah you know because they're 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 and there are a lot of people who come on new year's eve who don't come to comedy probably more than two three times a year yeah Where, whereas you know a comedy club might have regulars that come you know like on a tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. it might come once a month or mm-hmm. twice a month uh new year's eve is your people that maybe come twice a year and yeah. so um so the audience is different in, in just its makeup, but but it is fun. It is it is enjoyable to do because it's it's some you know it's it's it, you're celebrating something more than just a comedy. Yeah. Hey, have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Star. You Wars. You have seen Star yes. Wars. You know, I have an, I I want uh, I want your opinion on something as a father. Okay. Actually, it's rated PG thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it now twice. Okay. First I saw it uh, with my wife. Then I went and took my kids, my daughters, who are nine and seven. Right? Now, last night, I stopped at a friend's house to collect my fantasy football winnings. <laughs> Congratulations, by and, the way. <laughs> yes, thank you. And he has uh, he has children of his own, right. and uh, a daughter and son. And his son was there playing with his new Kylo Ren lightsaber. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then he had some new, brand new, like, Star Wars Lego that he got on Christmas. And I was like, can I see those? And I'm, you know, I was, I was geeking out just like this little, you know, six-year-old, however old his son is now, six or seven, seven, I think. And uh, for some reason, I just had the feeling that the kids haven't actually seen the movie. So as when I kind of pulled my buddy aside, I was like, hey, have you taken them to the movie? And he said that he and his wife agreed they weren't going to take the kids oh. because it's PG-13. I see. And I thought, how freaking frustrating is that, that they get all, you know, like, it, it's completely, uh, you know, it's 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 geared toward, you know, they advertise it towards everyone, really. Right. You know, there's right. commercials on during kids' shows, because I know, I see them with my kids. There's right. commercials on during the primetime news, you know, that adults are watching. It's everywhere. It drives me nuts, but it's, they're, they're advertising toys for kids kids and adult collectors but mostly kids right for a movie that some people aren't gonna let their kids see that is you know uh although i took my 10 year old my my daughter's 13 my son is 10 and we went it was fine but but i think there's enough resources out there now where it doesn't really matter what the rating is because um 
since my kids were young, there's like Common Sense Media and a couple others where you can go online and they have they have different reviews, not just from one parent, but many parents where you can kind of get an idea like, oh, okay, well, this parent seems to think, you know, and they, they talk about what they uh, what they saw in it that, you know, maybe you might want to talk to them before or after, you yeah. know, after the movie, they'll see something and talk about it afterwards. And uh, so now there's enough out there where you can you can take each movie individually and 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 go look it up and see what parents are saying and and get an idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's not like well because because some governing. I mean this is these are the same people who with Anchorman two, they constantly uh, Will Ferrell said that it took uh, months to get to get a rating because they wanted PG thirteen and 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 they kept getting R's because of little things in the humor. So they had to change jokes, take out certain jokes, take out certain things, and so. They're doing all this dance. Meanwhile, some of the most horrifically violent movies are PG-13, right? Yeah. But Anchorman, Anchorman 2 was too much for them. Like, no, no, this is an R, right? Because humor, oh, sorry, we, we can't have the kids seeing that, yeah. right? But but there are horror films that are PG-13. So so I'm not going to trust that, that the people who make those ratings, okay. I'm not going to trust that. So yeah. there's enough now where, where you can see it. And granted, their youngest is seven, you said? Yeah, I think he's around seven. That yeah. might be a little young, yeah. you know? I mean, just because there's, there's a lot happening and, and, and things do happen, uh, uh, you know, violently, you know, for a seven-year-old. Yeah. But, but you can get online and find out enough without, without figuring out what they say, right? My yeah. Son's, I, my son's 10 and it was fine. I prepped my daughters and I said, well, first of all, one of their little, uh, a second, not second grade, a, uh, yeah, a second grade classmate freaking spoiled them oh, the next day. Man. That, uh, there it was... came out that Thursday night, Friday afternoon. Yes. I picked the girls up from school and they knew it. I had already seen it the night before. And my one daughter's like, well, yeah, I know that blah, blah. I'm like, how do you, what? It, it, Your little brat classmate came to uh, school the next morning and told you what happened our, our school had one kid like that and i swear if 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 you were a parent on that thursday night those 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 first viewings <laughs> you should have told your kid you don't say a word man, right you'll be grounded for six months <laughs> yes. you don't say a word damn right i mean that we had one kid do that and i was so mad and uh, luckily my son didn't hear uh, oh okay. he was he was telling people and all of a sudden the kids were telling them to shut up they, yeah. uh, they were all like and luckily my son didn't hear so he didn't know but yeah there's some kid doing that i saw it last night and here's what happens like oh, yeah no i'm very sure. thankful i saw it uh spoiler free yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very impressed with my Facebook friends, man. They mm-hmm. did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> like like we all united. We argue on everything, right? Yeah. We argue every single thing on right. Facebook gets debated. But no, Star Wars. Hey, we're all cool, right? Everybody, we're together <laughs> on this. We're all together. Right. No spoilers, yeah. right? And we did, man. Uh-huh. I was I was so impressed. And I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't watch one trailer. Oh, I, I did. Didn't, I didn't see any spoilers. I did, so but... so I was I I my son and I went in there enjoying but yeah he he if he had been near that one kid that morning he would have heard it i think they should sp- suspend those kids school <laughs> God, for the rest I of the agree. year really. <laughs> homeschool these brats <laughs> i agree man any of those parents should have told their kid look you're seeing it before everybody you shut up tomorrow you right i mean and that, honestly like if it's that big of a deal to the parents that they brought their kid opening night you think they would have yes the common right, sense they're fans, like, hey, right? we yes. should keep this to ourselves and, and only talk with people that know what's going on agreed agreed well, now that we got that out there, so uh, and, I, and there is going to be a uh, you know I don't know if you know, but there's going to be a new Star Wars movie like every year for the next I don't know eight or nine years or something because they're going to do they're going con- they're going to continue this story and they're also going to do like side and they're going right. to do like a Han Solo's you know backstory or that type of thing. So this is forever. Stop wow. spoiling things. Well, I tell you, uh, we did we did Christmas Eve. Okay, uh, took me and the family went and um, 
It's a really great little neighborhood theater. It's it's small, you know, it seats 150 or something like that, and it's it's one screen. And so it was really great for us because it was like old school Christmas, right? Oh, nice. I mean, I mean, we didn't go to some big Cineplex and everything, and it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And and even though it's it's one screen small theater, great sound system, great, you know, I think we paid six bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, six bucks each, uh, 2D, right? <laughs> like, oh, you didn't see the which 3D. Is, which, you know, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a one screen neighborhood theater. Gotcha. But, gotcha. but to, so, to support a business like that, um, affordable popcorn, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it was really great. Just, just a little neighborhood theater. And, uh, yeah. So, so if they, if they do this every year and it'll be a nice little Christmas Eve tradition as a, as a Star Wars fan since I was a kid, uh, I, I'm in. Yeah. I'm, you know, for sure. Yeah. How was Christmas, uh, overall for, the PO family. It was nice. I was traveling a lot, so it was all compacted, man. The lights went up uh, on on like the fourteenth, you know, because <laughs> I was gone. Okay. And uh, but no, we got it all done. We got there. Do you have to do any shopping? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My wife's not a real Christmas person. Oh. She's not into it. Yeah. She uh, she literally went to a um, a bookstore, a local bookstore, and got all the gifts she had to get and <laughs> I, I got all the rest of the gifts oh like, wow yeah so so we all got books which is fine yeah. it's nice you uh-huh. know but, but like her sister i won't buy their gifts uh for their family because that's her sister you know i mean and and i did find a couple soccer shirts uh for for the boys so we did get that but basically she just bought them all books that, that's my wife like an hour in, in a in a bookstore and she's basically done wow. so, so yeah a lot of that's on me wow okay yeah. uh and i saw yeah you were traveling did it were you were in israel yeah i went to israel for 10 days man to perform yeah we did seven shows in those in those 10 days and it was uh well it's it's a tour it it's done twice a year and it's these are fundraiser shows in these great theaters all around israel and uh and so they just kind of book three comics to do the show. So I did the show with um very funny comics uh uh Bob Zaney who's uh, oh, who, boy, yeah. yeah. who's been around a long time. Yeah. yeah Holy yeah. Bob's, moly. You know uh and and uh, Aaron Jackson out of uh, uh New Jersey. Oh okay. I and know that who's is also too. very funny. Yeah. So uh so we had a great time. We had a really really fun uh a fun trip and it was one of those things where you go to Israel and, and you know what you know, right? You know kind of what everybody tells you in the media and all that and so you get to go there and you get to fill in all the blanks right like 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 tel aviv is like being in santa monica it's this coastal city and and just really everybody hangs out really fun um there's a big surfing community which is a hawaiian i loved right my our hotel was on the beach and Mm -hmm. i was watching surfers i went down there and watched them for like an hour and got to talk to some of them. And there's like a whole surfing community there in Tel Aviv. But but you know that, you know, CNN's not gonna do a story. We have surfers <laughs> we have surfers in Israel. You yeah. know? And so it's really cool to kinda to kinda see see like beyond the news, to wow. see life, to see everyday life, eat eat the food that that's actually way better than I thought it was gonna be. Right. And uh so what yeah. What was something it, that's popular to eat that um, well, they are, they are pastry bread crazy, right? You got to realize they've been making bread there for thousands of years. Oh, of course. You know? So they, there's all kinds of good bread and pastries and they love their bread. Um, and, uh, and then there's this thing called like havla or halva or something. And it's, it's this, uh, it looks like a brick of cheese, but it's, um, it's a sesame seed dessert. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of gritty, but it tastes really good. It's a neat dessert. And, uh, and it just told me so much about, about, people of israel because they were like they looked at a sesame seed and went hey that could be dessert right, right. we could, we could I, yeah, do that trying to, trying to wrap my brain around yeah it's really it's so so it's kind of these things that that have been around for centuries that we have no clue that they're they're eating but yeah so um uh, a lot of baking 
lot okay. of bacon there. And uh, well, that's, a, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man, it, absolutely. So. And then how how is an American? How how's everybody treated? Great. Well, as an American comic, we, we were treated very well. Like people were thankful because they they know that we see what we see, and they they worry that people don't want to come over. And uh, and uh, so yeah, they they were really thankful that I made the trip. And even one day, I was just walking around, and uh, when you go into the mall, there are guys with the the metal wands at every entrance in a mall. So if you go into a store that goes into the mall, someone just kind of runs the metal detector. Or if you're carrying a bag, they look in the bag. So no big deal. Yeah. It's not like, but they kind of, you know, just, just security. And, hmm. and, um, and he, somehow we had a conversation and I started chatting with the guy and, uh, and he, and he said, no, thank you for making the trip. You know, and he was, he was really appreciative that he said, you know, and tell people how much fun you've had. I said, I will. Okay. You know? So it was really great. It was, it was a lot, uh, there's a lot of appreciation for Americans and, and a lot of them are Americans. There are yeah. a lot of Americans that, that move there. Um, and there are a lot of Jews that move to usually the East coast and they live for one or two years, uh, and then go back. Okay. So yeah. So people are really clued into America over there. But you were performing for mostly residents. Yeah. They're all residents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I'd say about half of it was expats like Americans okay. and, and, uh, Canadians and, uh, um, and then the other half were, uh, you know, people born and raised there who were, who, like I said, have studied in America or spent some time there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and speak English very well, speak it well enough to get the, the nuance of humor there. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it was really interesting, man. Did it you was... bring back any souvenirs or presents? From yeah, them? I did. I did. I brought back, uh, uh, quite a few, you know, a sacred I... rock hey, I picked up. So no, well, <laughs> <laughs> but they have, um, okay. So, you know, dreidels, right? Uh -huh. I didn't realize this, but dreidels there, the, the on a dreidel there are four characters on, on the four sides of the dreidel and it's and they basically translate to a miracle happened there okay so when you when you go to israel the dreidels instead of there they say here, here. that it's a different character oh so uh some people like a friend of mine said can you get me a dreidel i was like well, you can't get a dreidel anywhere why yeah, going you get a little dreidel <laughs> and you realize that it has that different character oh. and so so i did i brought back some dreidels for some jewish friends of mine and oh, which wow. i didn't like, that's really cool man yeah a neat thing you know and a little two dollar dreidel you yeah know? sure sure so uh I'm so sure yeah stuff like it. that yeah so it was, it was a great experience amazing uh shows the shows are incredible um and uh and and yeah and, and just just they laugh like they they really do celebrate joy there they're oh. very yeah because they understand that joy is fleeting, right? Sure. So you got to enjoy it while you have it. So they 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 laugh like crazy. The shows, yeah. I actually felt funnier than I was. Shows, <laughs> you know. So you're so. gonna start booking it eight times a year. Is what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was great, man. I'm glad I had the chance. Yeah. Did you? Uh, are you paying attention to the news back in Seattle? There was an earthquake was felt in Seattle. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. I heard about that. I I. Everything's fine at the house, you know. Family's doing okay. So, yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't too big, but it was a little bit. They're expecting a big one there at some point, and uh, so it, who knows? It, have you? Uh, what's a strong? Have you felt a strong one before? Yeah, there was. Uh, well, not a. Not, well, I guess it was pretty strong. There was one where. Um, uh, there was one during a Mariner game. Uh, I remember it. I remember Paul Sorrento was at bat. I remember that. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Paul Sorrento. Was, <laughs> First baseman was at bat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was the last one I remember. And uh, did a chunk from the kingdom roof <laughs> fall? No, on his no. helmet. That happened all on its own. You don't need <laughs> an earthquake right. for the kingdom to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? <laughs> that huh? was just time that did that. Yeah, you remember that? Of yeah, course. A piece of the roof fell fell down off the kingdom, man. That was 
bizarre. Concrete. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't th- no, no, it wasn't concrete. It was uh um, well, What was the roof? It was It was uh, drywall stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then some other stuff. Like it wasn't just drywall. There's some heavy stuff in yeah. there too. Um but uh yeah, man, it was it was uh so yeah, they shut down the kingdom for a while and redid the whole roof and, and then tore it down like 2 years later. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's money well spent. <laughs> I uh I read your Dave Henderson, the baseball player, passed yeah. away, and I read the thing you wrote about him. That was that's awesome. Yeah, you want me to tell the could, could you? Okay. So Dave Henderson, who I think most people know who he is, he had some big World Series appearances. He was a nineteen eighty eight. He was a huge star oh, with man. the Oakland A's. Yes, yes, yeah. And um, and he uh, uh he was a Mariner for a while. Well, after he retired, he was doing some broadcasting for the Mariners, uh, doing some of the games, and the old Comedy Underground. Which is where I started, which is where most comedians started around that time. Above it was a sports bar called Swanee's, and a lot of the major leaguers would come hang out. So after open mic, this this bar would be filled with comics and, and baseball players and women trying to meet baseball players and not comics. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so Dave Henderson would come in, and he was one of the only players that went downstairs, right? He would come down, and, and, and uh, he saw me at an open mic. And then made it a point to come see me when I was actually working so he could see more than five minutes. Yeah. And um, he was so complimentary. And I'm sitting there shaking Dave Henderson's hand. He's going, man, great job. You're very funny. You're very funny, blah, blah, blah. And, he's, and I'm just – my eyes are open and I'm just staring yeah. at him. And I just – oh, my. Because I'm a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. right? I love baseball. Yeah. So after that point, every time he he would come into Swanee's and, – and he's a guy – It was you, you know how Norm and Cheers would walk in? Uh, and everybody's a norm, you know. Mm-hmm. Dave was that kind of guy. When he walked, he, when he walked in, it was it, everybody, Dave, you know. And he just had the biggest smile, and that smile that everybody knows from when he played. Like he always smiled, mm-hmm. even at bats. He'd have at bats where he just sitting there smiling, getting ready for the ball, you know. There's some great pictures of him. Yeah, uh, I, one of one of the nerdy things I like is old baseball pictures, just be, because of the uniforms, the hairstyles, yeah. there's everything. About, I just love that stuff. He had some classics. Yes, yes, yeah. but that smile was always him. He's mm-hmm. always. So he 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 did this thing one time where he came in and everybody said, Dave, and he looks and he sees me sitting with a bunch of comics. And he comes up and he does the handshake hug thing and he yells, Kermit Appeal, funny, funny man. And he's pointing at me. It's a funny man right here, right? And the comics are like, whoa, Hindu just, what is this, right? Yeah. And he goes, how you been, Kermit? We start chatting and he goes over by the baseball players. And it was like it was just a sort of bizarre thing, and he he would do that after a while every time, and then, and then there are times we would sit and chat, and talk baseball, talk comedy, and and he would just announce. And so if there were bookers, because a lot of times uh, bookers would come down to see who's you know who's doing well at the open mic or the showcase nights. Sure. So there'd be bookers, there'd be, and he would do that all the time, and and it was such an amazing thing because he stood nothing to gain. There's nothing like he's Dave Henderson. He doesn't. But he he knew it was helping me, like yeah. he and, and with comics and and, and when you're doing your open, the open mic and kind of hosting and everything, when you're at that level, you just want to be noticed. There's so many comedians you just want to be noticed. Yeah. And he got me noticed in in that in that small little Seattle community, and he was so genuine. And um and then the other thing I want to tell about this is that, um, well you know I'll say this one time I was listening to Mariner game and Rick Riz, who's a Mariner broadcaster, still is. Okay. Um, they mentioned me and complimented me, and I'm listening to Mariner game. I'm driving, and I started crying. I was like, "They just talked about me on on the Mariner game, you know?" Like, anyway, wow. I want to. But this one, I think I definitely want to mention about Dave Henderson. Um, Rick Riz and Dave Henderson one night were in Swanee's, and they were drunk. And there's a lot of homeless people at that part of Seattle. Okay, and they were talking about the homeless issue, and they decided we need to do something. 
And Dave Henderson said, we need to do something for the kids, for the homeless kids. So what they do, and they do this without cameras, without anything, he and Rick would go to uh, Toys R Us or whatever, some toy company, and they would buy a bunch of toys. And then they would go to these different shelters. The only reason I know about this, my wife worked at one of these shelters that, that they house homeless families. That okay. had, and they had a lot of kids. Actually, actually, just women. They, uh, it's, it's homeless women and their and children. Kids, yeah. and, and they would come to these different places and then certain hospitals into the kids' wards. And they would give away toys and, they would, and Hindu would sign autographs. Then the next year, they started bringing players. So they'd bring two or three players. And there was one year where they got to the shelter. By the time they got to the shelter um, that my wife was working at, there there were uh, more kids than toys. So Rick said to the players and, and Hindu, he said, you guys hang out with these kids, have fun, I'll be right back. And he went back to the toy store and bought like hundreds of dollars more toys and came back. Wow. And and that, that whole thing, and now it's become a pretty big deal now. Now there, there's they actually got like people who uh, help don't not invest but donate you know like like they've got some and and so now it's a, it's become a bigger deal but though for those first four or five years they were doing it just dave henderson and rick riz because they decided one night we got to let's do something wow that's and really without cool. any press nobody knew it. the only reason i knew like my wife told me you know rick riz and dave henderson came to the place today and it was it was cool because she goes i think you guys know know my boy we weren't married at the time she goes i think you guys know my boyfriend and and they go who's your boyfriend and uh, she goes, Kermit up here. Kermit up here. We know him. He's funny. <laughs> funny, you know, like, funny. Uh, and all her coworkers are like, they know Kermit? Like they, and it was really cool. So, But I do want to point that out, that, man, he Hendu was such a nice guy. Um, Rick Riz was in an interview the other day. He told a story about how one of the women who worked at one of the shelters was driving this old car, and she kind of came in late because her car was, you know, whatever. And, and so they were, she was, Hindu was asking her about it. And so the next day he bought her a car. Like he just went and bought her a car because she, she did all this work for, for homeless people. And yet her own car could barely get her to work. Wow. And the next day he went and got her a car. Like, like he's, he's just that amazing a guy. And, um, see, I'm getting choked up talking about it. He was, he was great. And he was still doing Mariners games? No, um, no. He, um, uh, he wasn't doing Mariners game because his, uh, his son, uh, I can't remember what his son was born with, but his son needs care. And his uh, son's like 28 or th- something like that now. So he actually uh, was spending a lot of time with his with his son, and then doing some other. He has he has businesses that he was working sure. on. Um, so he just couldn't do the broadcasting because of the travel. Did he ever talk to you about you know one of, of course one of his most famous plays is the eight nineteen eighty six home run uh, when he played for the uh, was it he was he was with the Reds no no he's with the A's I he's with the A's he yeah, hit it off Donnie A's. Moore yeah. And he doesn't he did he ever talk like to, to you about, about that he doesn't like no we you know we talked generally about things. And um, for people who don't know, uh, he hit a home run off this guy. And then a few years later, that pitcher, Donnie Moore, killed himself. Yeah, he committed suicide. So yeah. Dave does not like to talk about it yeah. because he's like I said, he's such a positive and happy person. And and it was really sad. And, yeah. uh, but but the closest we ever came to talk about, we were, we were just talking about sort of these 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 clutch, you know, making those hits when it matters, you know, do, doing those plays when. And he said to me, he said, you know, he said, Kermit, he goes. It's it's really all about the curveball. It's hitting the curveball. He said, there's thousands of us that can hit that fastball. You can time the fastball. You can get ready on it. But when a pitcher throws you a curveball and you can put that in play, he goes, that's the major leaguer right there. Yeah. And he said, so when people talk about clutch hits, whatever, it's not about hitting them in a World Series or in you know a playoff game or the beginning of the regular season. He said, 
It's about hitting that pitch when that pitcher throws it. Okay. And and that's the closest we ever came to talk about it. And he goes, he goes, if you can hit the curveball when you're not sure if it's coming, he goes, that's what makes the major leaguer. And and I was like, wow. And you know, when you put it that way, it's it's so simplistic, mm-hmm. and yet there's a lot to it. Like yeah. I mean, he's totally right, right? I mean, you know, they talk about like these 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 guys that that throw the 97 mile hour fastball, and then you see a guy hit that hit that for a base hit, and you go, how are they hitting 97 miles an hour? Right. And it's because if it's if it's a fastball, they can set their body up to time it. But a curveball, man, it's it's a whole nother type of hitting, mm-hmm. and that's, so that's what he was saying. Yeah, and that's, that's what he was saying. If you can hit that curveball, and that's, you know, you look at Joe Carter's famous hit against Mitch Williams. Um, it wasn't a it wasn't a horrible pitch. It was actually a pretty decent pitch, breaking you know breaking away, and he just stepped in and got yeah. it down, you know, down and out, yeah. and pulled it. And that's that's just good hitting. That's a great hit. It's I remember where I was watching that game. Yeah, I do too. That's all, yeah. And but if you look at them, you know, especially listen to Mitch Williams interviewed about it. It's really great because you know he does say like that's not a bad pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes, he did come off of it at the end, and so it did flatten out a bit. Like it should have bit a little more, but it wasn't down the middle of the plate. Wh- when did your baseball career end? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, did you ever have one? No. No? no. Did you play? No? no? As a kid? No. No, you know, I no, Hawaii wasn't that big on baseball. Hawaii's a football place. I grew up on football. Yeah. Um so okay, so here's how a friend of mine in college, my roommate actually, was a big Red Sox fan. And so one night he said, "Let's go to a Mariner game." It was like 5 bucks and you could go into the 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 cheap seats and he said, "Well, we'll sneak like Lancer's wine, you know, the little plastic Lancer's wine things. We'll put those in our jacket and everything." And so we went to this Mariner game and um and I'm, I must have been so annoying because like, oh, what's that? Why is he doing that? What's what's, this, what's happening now? Like I was all these stupid questions. And there was a guy named Roger Clemens, a young pitcher who struck out 19 Seattle Mariners. At the game you were attending? At the game I was attending, which wow. they showed on the screen tied in a uh, – tied a no, it was, it was an American League record. Okay. Um, tied American League record. Uh, no. No, no. Set the American League record, tied the Major League record. Okay. And uh, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. That is, so that's a big deal. And he's like, yes, that's a big deal. That's a lot of strikeouts in one yeah. game. So three weeks later, I come home from classes and my, my roommate's watching the game. And it's now they're in Boston, right? So it's it's a, it's an afternoon in, in Seattle, uh, evening in Boston. And they're watching the game. And so I sit down because, oh, I saw the – and he goes, oh, and that same guy's pitching. And so we're watching this game on TV, and the guy throws 20 strikeouts against the Mariners. And I go, how bad are these Mariners? They're awful. Yeah. And and so kind of jokingly, I sort of would ask him, how are the Mariners doing? Oh, they're still – they lost or whatever. And and uh, and because because then that was – he set the major league record uh, by striking out 20. Okay. And, yeah. um, and so it was kind of neat. Like these – I didn't know anything about the sport, but I knew that that I was – one I saw live and the other saw on TV, like major things yeah. happened. And – um. And then that kind of started, and so slowly I kind of learned more and more, and and and. Uh, but that's how I became a baseball fan, watching Roger Clemens strike out Mariners. Wow! Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was like, this team, man, and you know, there's hardly anybody at the games, and right. so it was kind of funny for me to be part of this thing that that I want to cheer on these guys who never win, you know? Yeah. And, uh-huh. and so, so that's how it started. No, so I had no, I've, I've never played. Uh, that's never, crazy. Yeah, and yeah. you're so into it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My... Yeah. So a huge baseball fan. So I meet Dave Henderson. He's a fan of mine, and he and he and Rick Riz both are very supportive of me and everything. And uh, 
And so, yeah, when I heard he died the other day, it was really, it was only 57. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, way too young. Yeah, so. Way, way, way too young. But a great dude, a great, great guy. And I'm, I'm so glad I got to know him. That, oh, God, that's so cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, Just a couple more quick things here. And uh, did, since it is New Year's week, resolutions, do you believe in those? No. Do, do you have anything you want to? Just because I'm not good at it. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like most people. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh. I do have one thing I do want to do, though. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started on this diet thing, and it wasn't a major. I didn't think it was going to take, but I wound up losing about 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, in going to, like, Israel and New Zealand and Canada, I'm about 20 back. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, <laughs> I've gained some of that back. So I do think, like, I'm not going to make some resolution, like, I want to be at this weight by a certain time, but but I had never dieted before, and it actually worked. I lost a lot of weight. And uh and uh, which is really funny, by the way, because I realize it, when you when you lose weight up until say forty, people go, "Oh, you look great." But I realize if you lose weight after forty, people go, "Oh, what happened? Are you, Are you okay? okay? Like, like, <laughs> is your family cared for? Is yeah. it's gonna like because who's, who's not feeding you? Yeah, yeah. It's like really, I, I'm that old that it must be a tapeworm or something. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Um, and because uh, because I realize when you're <clears throat> when you're late forties and you lose weight, you don't look better. You just look less. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you still look right. tired yeah. and old, but you just there's less of you. Sure. And, yeah. Um, good luck getting some definition. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna get back on it because uh, because yeah, I mean it, it's it's you know I'm I'm 20 pounds back from where I was and uh, and I should probably you know get back on that. But I'm not gonna hold anything. There's no goal because once I do that sort of goal thing, you know, the first time I I, I did this diet, I. I didn't put any goals on it and it worked. So, okay. so yeah, so nothing, nothing hard in stone. And, uh, and I, and you know what? And I fail at the regular things in life enough. No, no need to make like special things to fail at. <laughs> no kidding. You know what I mean? I don't have to bring attention to it. Yes. Yes. Like <laughs> here's a definite thing I'll fail at by March. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to fail at the regular stuff by March. January I do that. 15th. I do that well enough or, or late January. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I hear you there. I hear yeah. you there. Um, Let's tell. Well, we let's do a few more minutes here. Um, you have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, I I saw it once. I think I think a Seattle comedian did that. I, well, yeah, I wonder how that happens. No, it wasn't me, man. I had I had admit it. You did it. You're updating it every day. <laughs> yeah, I would never. I, I that's not something I would do. You know. Um, I mean, maybe if there was some promotional value to it, it could help me, you know, get an audience to comedy. But it really doesn't. Yeah. It's not. And I'm flattered this guy did it. And uh, but yeah, it was it was really. I, I've seen it one time. And uh, he initially he put I had three kids. Oh. And and so my Were wife worried. Goes, my wife goes, you know, there's a Wikipedia page. I, I no, I didn't know that. And she goes, you know, you have a third kid. I I didn't know something. Or like, <laughs> what? I don't. What? Yeah. Perfect person to bring it to your attention. <laughs> yeah. Your wife, yeah. the mother of that's, the two. That's how I found out. <laughs> So uh, this is how we're going to break it to you. Actually, you do have a third one. So I, then I had to find out who did it, and I had to find out like, oh well, wait, this this is wrong. And then, so I did the, you know, you go through that little submission thing. Yeah, and, okay. And then my my friend texted me. He goes, "Hey, that was me. I'm sorry. I thought you had three. I go, "No, man, two. <laughs> and so he changed it. I think the last time we were here, you told me you uh, worked in like 47 states. Did you have you got all 50 yet? No, I don't think I'm going to. No. Yeah, yeah. It's going to stay at 47. What are you avoiding? <laughs> I don't know if I'm avoiding. Let's <laughs> um, let's alienate people. Come on. Uh, the uh, two up in the northeast of Vermont and New Hampshire. Um, 
Uh, although I kind of drove through New Hampshire because in order to get to Maine, you have to hit that corner, that bottom corner of New okay. Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Vermont, New Hampshire, and then uh, West Virginia. So, uh, and there isn't really like, you know, there's there's nothing on the horizon of like, you know, here's how we're going to get you there, you know. So, um, so it's fine. You know what I realize? Uh, if, if you get fifty, it's just a conversation. That's yeah. all. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. all it is. Like sure. you can you say it, and people go, "Oh, that's great," and then you move on to the next topic. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, if there's if there are stories in 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 many places that I that I remember and I enjoy and everything. Um, but ultimately, yeah, getting fifty is just to be able to say you could, yeah, you know. And for for a long time, that was a, that was a thing. I wanted it. I wanted it. And then, and uh, uh, and you know, North Dakota was forty five. So that tells you, like, you know, like <laughs> it took me that long uh-huh. to get North Dakota. Uh-huh. And then you're kind of going, okay, I don't want my life to be the pursuit of West Virginia. No. You, you know went I mean? over like, it a lot. It never stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so so I realized I don't really want to put that much effort in the pursuit of three states. You know. I, uh, I I hear you. I have one more thing, and yeah. we'll wrap this up. Um, in you live in Seattle, as we've been talking about. Yes, pot is legal there. It is. How has that changed things? And uh, as a parent, have you thought about how you're gonna? Yeah, you handle know, that. It's I, I I don't know for sure. You know, I don't know for sure how to. Uh, my wife and I have talked about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't know. The I think you know one of the one of the main things is that, um, we. My wife and I don't don't smoke, and we 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 rarely drink, and you know we certainly don't at home and everything, and just kind of you kind of create an environment where that's sort of you know there, there's a there's a safety there that that hey we can get through our day, you know then then maybe then if they do decide to kind of do things later on in life that it, it can be a recreation but not anything that's you know I don't know it we'll see it it's it's one of those things where I think people thought that for sure I'd jump on because you know I'm, I'm Hawaiian and. You know what I mean? Like it's just, but but you know because I'm Hawaiian, my blood's already laced. I think. You, you know what I mean? I think, I, I think I'm. <laughs> That's sugar. Because really, I mean, you you know me now. Like it's, it's. Do I need to be more mellow or happy? Like I think no. I think I'm kind of there already. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for me, it's not it's not that big a deal. So yeah, as a parent, it's an interesting thing to to think about it where that's going to, and, 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 you know, it's such an, an infancy right now because, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado had a lot of things in place, right? They had medical already, they had certain things. And so they had this sort of plan. And, um, whereas Washington's was, was voted in on an initiative. So it's a ballot initiative. So people just basically said, Hey, let's get signatures and make pot legal. So, so the ballot gets on the thing, the thing passes and there's absolutely no infrastructure or plan for it. There's no, it's basically like, Okay, it's legal now. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like people would be at concerts just smoking pot, and the cops would go, "You can't, you can't do that here." No, it's legal. No, no, it's not. It's not legal in a concert or in a public place. Like no. you have to be in your yeah. house. Mm-hmm. And like, like what? Because you know, there was no definition of the law, and and because it was passed by the people, not the not the legislature, right? So now the state has to kind of figure out how we do this. You know, and and so it's kind of. I was like, reading over the laws this morning. It's like, okay, it's legal, but you can't do it outside. Yeah, you can't do it in a building yeah. because you can't. You know, you can't. Obviously, you can't smoke a cigarette in a building, so you right. can't smoke pot. Right. You can't do it on the sidewalk. You can't do it in a park. Right. You can't right. do it in a hotel room. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can and, and cannot do, and so, and just the whole dispensary idea. How do we do this? How do we regulate dispensaries? We don't have, whereas Colorado, like I said, had this sort of infrastructure knowing that this was coming to a vote. And so they had a plan. They had things already in place. 
And so, so right now, as a parent in Washington, I don't know what it is yet. Okay. I don't know what what the thing's going to be. Like now, now there are dispensaries, but they're kind of in the same, you know, uh, those same streets where you know the the, the strip clubs and the pawn shops are, uh -huh. and, and okay. you know, there's that. So it's yeah. still kind of. You know, whereas Colorado kind of made it into part of what they're doing, yeah. right? And and there's certain zonings where you can't have them, and certain zonings where you can, and and um. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And and I think for my wife and I, it's kind of like, ah, uh, all right, we'll we'll see what it is when they get to a, a certain age of having to talk about it. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um. And we'll go from there. Yeah. You know, alcohol is legal, so true. Yeah. You know, you you just have conversations about what is and what isn't legal, and you kind of go through what it can how can how it can affect your life. Yeah. You know? well, that's the best way. Thank you for the advice. <laughs> no, I believe me, I'm meandering. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I have any advice as a parent. No, I know. I, uh, the only reason I, I say that is because, you know, I, I have a feeling it's eventually going to come to Minnesota. And then my kids, you know, grow up like, oh, my, how do, how do I get to handle that? So, right. I, and I think, well, I, you know, the, the federal, the, the Congress is starting to, uh, Congress is essentially making, making the, the, I can't remember how they phrased it, but Congress passed something that makes essentially the 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 the, the law that the federal government has on marijuana is undoing it. Oh, yeah, I don't know exactly the wording of it, but I just saw a blurb about it the other day. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, so this might be something we all have to talk about, yeah. right? And yeah. and uh, and each state's going to have it differently. And but I'll tell you, when it's twenty degrees, why not get high? You guys, should, <laughs> you guys should do this. Yeah, <laughs> might warm you up. Yeah. <laughs> or not worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who cares? Be mellow, man. Be mellow like Kermit. Medicated or not. Uh, thank you. This has been great. I appreciate it, Justin. Uh, why don't you tell people uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter, you're on there, right? It's uh, uh, basically everything is my website. name, my name, uh, except for my website. The website is iKerm, I-K-E-R-M.com. Uh, because nobody knows how to spell Kermit appeal, <laughs> so I would have to I would have to buy every misspelling <laughs> domain for that. It could be expensive. Um, but all the social media is basically my name, and it's Kermit with uh, with an E, not an I. So K E R M E T A P I O. Um, Kermit appeal. Uh, Facebook, Twitter is at Kermit appeal, and uh, YouTube is Kermit appeal. So it's all it's all just my name. Perfect. Yeah. You selling anything at the shows here? You... Uh, I have CDs. I don't. I don't sell them every night, and it's it's really sad because I literally will look at an audience and go, "No, not, oh. not you folks." Oh, <laughs> and they could be a good audience, but somehow my brain just tells me they're not going to buy anything. They're not. <laughs> well, you're in Minneapolis, so, so give it a shot. The CD is available on the website, um, and uh, but I do I do sometimes sell them after a show and uh, and everything, and and yeah, I think that's about it. I think. That's pretty much everywhere. I don't have an Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, they can find me that way. Perfect. Yeah, not too many Hawaiian comedians out there. They can <laughs> eventually land on me. Yeah, just put Hawaiian comedian. You'll find them. <laughs> You'll find them. Thanks, Kermit. Thanks for having me. I Happy appreciate it. Happy New Year to you and to uh, all the No Laugh Trek listeners. Yeah, and to you as well. And, and, uh, and thanks to everybody for listening. Yes, thank you.